I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through some of the news stories from the last 24 or 48 hours. There has been a bit going on in Rugby League. Obviously, State of Origin kicking off later tonight. Super exciting. One of my favourite days of the year. We're going to have our draft review from round 13. A loss that we took there. A big L coming our way. Uh, so we'll go through that. And of course, a round 14 preview for our Supercoach draft side. We obviously traded in. KP and Tommy Turbo last week, uh, and they're both rested this week. So it's going to be a very, very interesting one for us. And potentially, Nath Cleary could be rested as well. So we might be copping two L's in a row there. We'll take a deep dive into all that a little bit later this morning. But let's get into the news stories. We'll also have more Origin content coming your way today. And then, of course, we'll have beers and break-evens coming later this afternoon. So, so much coming your way. It is not even funny. All right. Hamiso. The Maroons have switched Hamiso Tabuai Fido to right centre to defend Tom Travojevic. Valentine Holmes will mark up against Stephen Crichton. Now, I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. I have heard on so many occasions which way the Maroons are going to line up, and it seems to change every fucking time. I've got no idea. It sounded like the other day Val Holmes was going to play right now. If this report from Clarkie, which is only come out five or six hours ago when I'm reading it is true. It looks like Hamiso has switched to the right, uh, which means that he'll be marking up against Steve, which means that he'll be marking up against Tommy Turbo, uh, which means that Tommy Turbo is playing left. I've been told that Stephen Crichton's going to play left. I honestly, at this point, I'm waiting for some confirmation for someone to tell me who exactly is playing on which edges because I keep getting messages and so many of them are so different. I've got no fucking idea. Uh, and I've got a feeling I might not know for sure until they run out. So hopefully we can get some sort of confirmation throughout the day, but it is still, to me, a little bit of a mystery just because of the mixed reporting. Hopefully, what Clarkie's uh, reported here, which is via Fox Sports, is on the money. If so, Val Holmes will mark 
Stephen Crichton. So that would mean Stephen Crichton will be right. Val Holmes will be on the left. And Hamiso will be at right centre, marking up against Tommy Turbo, who will be at left. But I have no fucking idea how this is going to play out. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, journalist Paul Crawley, believes the New South Wales Blues can be a better side without Latrell Mitchell. Uh, Stephen Crichton has a connection with the Panthers players. Understand where Paul Crawley is coming from. And as a team, I mean, there's an argument there. They might be better. But I'm sorry, we are not a better football team without Latrell Mitchell. He is an absolute juggernaut. He is a true origin player. He is not at the level of GI, but he is just a tier below. But he's one of those guys that you can just throw the ball to him and he can create something out of nothing. And you know he just would have taken it to the Maroons all night. So I understand where Crawls is coming from here. uh, But unfortunately, I cannot agree with him. Uh, I think that we would have been a better side with Latrell Mitchell in the side. I think that's pretty evident to most. Kieran Foran. The Titans will rest Kieran Foran for at least the next two rounds as he continues to manage the pain associated with his ruptured toe ligament injury. Yeah, the Gold Coast Titans obviously brought Foz up there and him being injured is not ideal. Uh, but I'll tell you what, even if Foz doesn't play another fucking game this year, geez, they've got their money out of him, in my opinion. Just what he's managed to do to the game of David Fafita and just the confidence he's given so many other guys up there at the Titans has been tremendous. But, you know, for a guy like Foz, uh, the Titans are a team that is hoping to play finals footy. Uh, I would be resting him for as long as it takes right now to try and get him back for the back end. I think they can win without Foz. I think they've got enough talent there in, you know, your Jaden Campbells, your Kinneys, these sort of guys. It just, it's really compounding when you've got AJ Brimson out as well. Makes it very tough. But yeah, if I was the Gold Coast Titans, I would not be rushing Foz back. I would rather miss him for three games instead of bringing him back and him get re-injured and then you miss him for 13 games or whatever it might be. So I back them being patient. Speaking of Foz, and he brings the very best out of this man, David Fafita. Fafita is reportedly set to play on the left side in Origin Game 1 and Tom Gilbert on the right side. I think you can just about lock that in. I think Fafita will 100% be on the left side. I think that makes the most sense. Tommy Gilbert on the right is interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe it ends up being Dry Arrow, but I think they will go with Tommy Gilbert. So I'm just about ready to lock in those edges of Fafita on the left, Tommy Gilbert on the right. I think that does make the most sense for this Queensland Maroon side. And so excited to see Fafita back in the arena. I'm scared shitless as a proud New South Wales fan, uh, but I'm so glad to see this guy rebuild himself over the last few years. Answer a lot of criticism and make his way back in to the, the arena that he should be in. This is the level that Fafita should be playing at, and this is what we should be expecting from him. He should be an automatic in every Queensland side for the next for, for the foreseeable future, realistically. That's how talented this guy is, and I think this year he's shown more of a mindset that will suit the state of origin arena. So very exciting, and congratulations to Fafita. I just love seeing him play his absolute best footy. Uh, will Warbrick. The Storm have officially re-signed Will Warbrick on a three-year extension till the end of 2026. Three-year extension. How good for the brick. Obviously came over from Rugby Sevens, a Kiwi, who I think will probably make his debut for New Zealand pretty soon, I would imagine. I'm not sure what their schedule looks like at the end of this season, but I reckon if they have a game, he'll probably get a bait at some point there. A uh, guy that played for the Falcons last year was very impressive. I know that myself and a couple of mates in our Supercoach draft competition, he was certainly on our bench quite a bit, waiting for him to debut. We had to wait until this year, and it did take him a little bit to warm to the task, but I think now he's really, really comfortable in first grade and starting to find his way in this side, which is scary considering he's only played 10, 12, 13, however many games it's been. Uh, I'm very, very keen to see what sort of a footballer Will Warbrick is once he has game 50 under his belt, where... 
you know, a lot of first graders really do tend to come into their own. Jason Riles. The Dragons are reportedly negotiating the deal with Jason Riles until the end of 2027 that could see him join the club mid-season. That's via the Sydney Morning Herald on Clarkie's page. Yeah, an interesting one. Obviously, the Roosters, a um, lot of rumours coming out of the Roosters at the moment. I'm not going to get stuck into them because I don't know if any of them are true or whatnot, but there just seems to be so much noise coming out of the Roosters. And look, there's always noise that comes out of places whenever they're losing the Roosters. They are in a bit of a rut at the moment. Uh, but this little sideshow, I don't think it's helping the cause either. They could be losing Jason Riles as well. I think the Roosters will be okay without him. He's obviously much more valuable to the Dragons than he is to the Roosters. And I do hope that Jason Riles does go back to the Dragons. He is a guy that understands what the Red V is about. An Australian representative who featured with the Dragons back in the day. He was part of that 05 Dragons side that I personally thought uh, really should have won a premiership that year. I think that's one that they really let slip. A lot of people automatically think 2009 uh, was the year they let it slip, but geez, 2005, that team was star-studded. They were all sort of at the peak of their games, Jason Rolls included. So I really do hope that he does go back to the Dragons. He understands what the Red V is about. I would love to see him pair up with an assistant coach of, you know, a uh, Ben Hornby, a Dean Young, maybe a Nathan Fien, uh, even a Jamie Sowart. I know that he's taken on the women's this year and I, I know what Sowie's like, a very, very loyal guy. I doubt that he would leave them high and dry, uh, but I would love to see Jason Rolls bring in some other Dragons guys into that coaching staff and really rebuild uh, the pride in the Red V and the sense of what the Red V is because I do genuinely think uh, the Dragons, when it comes to that regard, I think they've really lost their way over the last couple of years. So hopefully they do sign Jason Jason Riles, I'm hearing that it is pretty much close to done, and he will be there. Uh, the Napier Pitch Invaders. All 12 Pitch Invaders from the Warriors game in Napier are set to escape punishment, as New Zealand only has laws to punish Pitch Invaders if they are naked. Sure, uh, whatever the fuck that rule is, okay. I just stop, stop doing it. It's just so low. I, I think it's... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I hate it, to be honest with you. I hate when they jump out on the field um, and they interrupt games. I'm not a big fan of it. At all, uh, there's been times where it's been, you know, you, ha- you have a bit of a giggle about it and whatnot, but I just, I don't know. I, I definitely think that Napier needs to change its rules there uh, to make sure that guys aren't doing this because the amount of people that ran on during the Warriors game the other day was just shit. And I, I genuinely thought it sort of stunted the Warriors a little bit at uh, different points where they had momentum. So uh, I'm really against this, and I really hope it's none of my listeners that are running out onto the field doing this. So I think it's really shit form, to be honest with you. Um, call me a party pooper or whatever, that's fine. I just don't like it. Let the boys go out and play. It's their professional sport. It's what we pay so much money to sit and enjoy and what so many people pay so much money to enjoy. Uh, and They don't want it interrupted by morons running on the field. So I think we can do better than that, and I really hope we do. Sammy Walker. Sam Walker's recovery from his knee injury is reportedly behind schedule. He is expected to miss at least another two to three weeks. As I said, very interesting time at the Roosters. A lot of noise coming out of there and whatnot. Uh, And this is not helping the cause at all. Sam Walker was obviously dropped to reserve grade a couple of weeks ago. I personally thought he would be back in first grade by now, uh, and I, I think he would have been if it wasn't for this injury. But yeah, running behind schedule another two to three weeks, all of a sudden you're looking at round you know, 16, 17, uh, potentially before we see Sam Walker, and uh, then you're only 10 weeks away from finals. That's if they bring him straight back in. They might want him to go through reserve grade once again. Um, yeah, very, very interesting times. I know they picked Joey Manu at 5'8 this week once 
once again to get him back into the side. Uh, and you know what? I I don't think Joey Manu at 5'8 is the answer. I think eventually Sam Walker will be the answer. Uh, and I, right now, I don't think that Joey Manu is. But I also think that Joey Manu being a little bit selfish and just taking teams on on his own might be the Roosters' best chance of winning a game of football right now because they really are just like shot ducks at the moment. They have made a couple of changes this week, which it feels like they've been making changes for two years now. So hopefully it has a positive effect. Uh, but yeah, I do think Sam Walker is still going to play a very, very important role in this Rooster side in season 2023. And we wish him all the very best with his recovery. Jared Croker. Now, Jared Croker's obviously been rested this week, uh, which means that he will play game 300 in the nation's capital next Friday. I want to say it's against the Warriors, but don't quote me on that because I do not know. But it is Friday, 6 p.m. Uh, Croak's toots, uh, he will play game 300, which is pretty fucking incredible stuff. So he has been rested this week. Um I, I'm not huge on this, to be completely honest with you. I understand why they're doing it. I get it. Uh, Ricky Stewart's... Uh, I'll read you his quote. Uh, Ricky Stewart says, the Raiders have been planning to rest Jared Croker this round for weeks. The quote is, our staff actually think he will benefit from having the spell, he added. And look, I understand where Ricky's come from. I personally, I reckon if this was game... 298, I probably don't think he gets rested. I think he is getting rested because they want him to play that home game in Canberra, which I get 100%. He's a legend of the game and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, oh, I think it's a little bit odd to rest guys when this is coming up. And, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying Ricky Short is a liar. I'm just a little bit skeptical if it really had everything to do with him just having a rest this week. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's an older body. He's come back into first grade over a long stint off. The NRL's fucking tough. He, he's played tough too. Uh, so maybe it is just a spell that he needs. But I, I do think this situation is a little bit odd. But for Jared Croker to have a home game for his 300th game, I'm all for it. That's the rugby league fan to me that would love to see it. I do just think it's a bit odd resting guys. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. Just, just seems a little bit odd to me. But it's not a hill I'm going to die on. Uh, the Sharkies, they've made a re-signing this week. Dan Atkinson. Uh, the Sharks have officially re-signed Dan Atkinson until the end of 20. 2025. He obviously represented Italy in the World Cup. Very, very talented outside back that can play a range of positions, a big body as well. He's been doing really well for Newtown down there in reserve grade, playing a few different positions in the back line. So I like this one for the Sharkies. Uh, between Connor Tracy, him, uh, Iro, they've got a lot of ability sitting down there in reserve grade that's going to be uh, chomping at the bit to get an opportunity in first grade. It will be interesting to see what this Sharkies back line looks like in two years because none of these guys are old. None of these guys are coming to the back end of their career or anything like that. Uh, but they've got all these young guys that are just about ready for first grade. But then they've got all these great outside back at the moment that seemingly aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So I'm very keen to see how Craig Fitzgibbon navigates this over the next couple of years and which guys come, which guys go, etc., etc., and which ones stay, more importantly. Uh, Paul Alamotti, the Bulldogs are reportedly confident they will re-sign Paul Alamotti despite him recently meeting with the Cowboys. Yeah, news broke a couple of weeks ago that he did meet up with the North Queensland Cowboys. We spoke about it on Bloke in a Bar this week. Very interesting. Uh, I was obviously very, very high on Paul Alamotti coming through the great um I'll be honest with you, I, have, I haven't been overly thrilled with how he's gone so far. I think he's developing nicely, but I did think he'd be better than what he is right now. But once again, we come back to, you know, your outside backs and these guys, you know, they they, they really start to click after their 50th first grade game. He's in his 10th or 13th, and I don't think there's any denying whatsoever that he is getting better each week, um, and I think he's going to continue to get better each week. If I was the Canterbury Bulldogs, I think they've had this kid in the system since they were, he was like 12 years old. Uh, I would be keeping him 
him around for another two to three years just to see what happens. Um, you got to remember as well that he spent, you know, the entire preseason training with Matty Burton, Viliami Kikau, Josh Adokar. Kikau's obviously missed a heap of footy. Um, then you got Josh Adokar, who's missed a lot of footy as well. Burton sort of switched to halfback, so he's he's doing a little bit more around the park than just on that edge. So hasn't been easy for Brandy. You've obviously got uh, the back rower, Jacob Preston, who swapped sides as well. So a lot of movement around him that hasn't made life easy for him. I think the doggies will back him in for now. Uh, Liam Martin. Liam Martin's management is reportedly negotiating a three-year extension until the end of 2027 with the Panthers. That's fine. News Corp. Yeah, I, I think Liam Martin will stay at the Penny Panthers for the foreseeable future. I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. So I think he's going to be a staple of that Penny Panthers t- side for a very long time to come. I, th- I also think that he's not the sort of guy you're ever going to have to pay you know, seven, eight. I think he'll always be a five or six hundred K guy. Although he's playing Origin and Kangaroos and all that, I just don't think he's ever going to be a guy that's going to charge an absolute monster to have him there. So I see, I see him being a real staple of this Panthers forward back for the foreseeable future. Uh, Big Tino, the Maroons are reportedly considering shifting Tino from the interchange to the starting side. This would not shock me in the slightest. I cannot wait to see what Freddie and Slater do with their starting sides. I think there will be a few changes for both teams. Especially in the front row forwards, I think there will be changes there. Um, the rest of the teams, I think they'll line up as anticipated. Maybe the Blues back row might change as well. Uh, but I'm very, very keen to see which front rowers do start the game. And I reckon both coaches would love to see which front rowers are starting for the other team before they select theirs. So it's going to be a real game of chess. Nath Cleary. Cleary has an infected tooth that may rule him out of origin game one. At this stage, he will play. Nico Hines has been given notice just in case. Uh, from what I've gathered, Nathan Cleary will 100% feature in this game. Looks like there's a good chance he will back up for the Panthers uh, this weekend, apparently, but I've heard very mixed reports on that. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out. The Panthers obviously named a very long extended squad with a number of very good players there. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Nathan is rested from Sunday. I think we will just have to wait and see on that one. Uh, The Blues jersey. What about this fiasco? Good God. Last night, the NRL requested the New South Wales Blues ditch their navy blue jersey and revert to their usual sky blue colour. New South Wales Rugby League has rejected this request and Blues will play in the navy jersey. I don't like the navy jersey. I want it to be in sky blue. I don't know why you change it. It is what origin is. Maroon versus the Blues. You have, you know, that key maroon colour, the key sky blue colour. I just don't understand changing it. I I personally think this is nothing more than a cash grab from New South Wales Rugby League, which shits me uh, when they go to an alternate stadium, whether it be Perth, Melbourne, Adelaide, they wear a different strip so people down there hopefully buy that jersey. I think it is a money grab and I really don't like it. I think it takes away from the fabric of what state of origin is. Despite us normally playing really well in these jerseys, uh, I can understand completely why the NRL is saying hey, can you just put him in the sky fucking blue jersey? It links in the history of the game. It's relatable for people. I get it 100%. And I thought I'd just finish with this quote from Greg Alexander that Clarkie put up and I think it sort of summarizes all of our feelings as New South Welshmen. Uh, this is uh, Greg Alexander on the Maroons champion, Cam Munster. I wince every time he gets the ball. He can do anything. 
It looks like nothing is happening on the field and he has the uncanny ability to create something in Queensland or on the ropes. He's the one I have feared in the last five series. And I completely agree. Scariest thing about Cam Munster, I've said this before, he can beat you in so many ways just depending on what day it is. He can kick over the top of you. He can run over the top of you. He can run around you. He can step past you. He can dummy. He can beat you with a pass. He can just beat you in so many ways, Cam Munster. And then you take a hit up just in his direction and all of a sudden you got a one-on-one strip on your hands and you're fighting for dear life for the football. He's just an absolute freak. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That is made for the Origin Arena, and he is the guy that, without a doubt, scares me the most heading into tonight's Origin game. Stay tuned, guys. Plenty more content coming today on the Rugby League Guru podcast some Supercoach draft content, and then, of course, more State of Origin content coming your way. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.